Star Wars 7x7 episode 2277. So <laughs> to make this introduction as short as possible, I'm simply going to say that I think I have another way of thinking about the Rey's parentage question and development of that particular story arc, and it involves the movie Inception. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So <laughs> I recorded versions of that introduction like over and over again because there's so much that I wanted to share with you to try and set up the way I was thinking about this, but thankfully I think I finally <laughs> maneuvered myself out of that. And so we're going to get into that stuff now. This starts, of course, with the Daisy Ridley interview with Josh Gad on Jimmy Kimmel Live that we talked about a couple of weeks ago where she said during the development of The Force Awakens they said you know maybe she is a Kenobi but then in The Last Jedi they locked it in as no she's nobody but then in Rise of Skywalker they said no she's somebody she's gonna be a Kenobi oh no she's gonna be Palpatine oh no she's gonna be Kenobi oh you know we're still messing with that like all that stuff and on the one hand you could make the case for Gee whiz, you're doing this sequel trilogy and you had the treatments from George Lucas about this, so you, you know, you could have had this decided from the start regardless of who was going to be making these movies, right? So that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is, well, gee, George Lucas did the original trilogy and there were things that showed up in Empire and Jedi that seemed like, oh my gosh, like this has been planned all along and brilliant, but then when you get into the behind the scenes stuff, you realize that, oh, you know, there were some things that just weren't planned at all when he did the original Star Wars, and he was able to make decisions and look at Star Wars and say, oh, you know, from a certain point of view, this works, and great. So yeah, you could get into the weeds with all of this, but it just so happens that I went and saw Tenet, which is the new movie from Christopher Nolan, at a drive-in last weekend, and enjoyed it as far as I, you know, was able to hear it and understand it. I'm looking forward to a home viewing to really dig into it, but as a result of that, it got me thinking about Inception, which is one of my favorite movies, and the notion of Inception, if you are not familiar with it, there is you know, a whole thing about how Leonardo DiCaprio and a bunch of people that he works with uh, do corporate espionage with extraction, taking information out of people's minds, but he gets hired for a job that is much more difficult, which is referred to as Inception, which is inserting an idea into somebody's mind. And they talk about how if you're going to do something like that, the idea has to be very simple, very straightforward. It has to be so clean and easy that the person's brain doesn't question its arrival or where it comes from. It has to feel like it was generated inside the person. And in this particular case, it happens to be uh, Cillian Murphy. And yeah, so not to spoil the movie. It's it's tremendous. If you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. Anyway, so with that, I got to thinking about The Rise of Skywalker and about the decision to re make Rey a Palpatine and whether that was the right decision, you know, okay, right decision, yeah, maybe that's the wrong word for it, but I got to thinking about it in terms of what would the idea be? What is the simplest idea to communicate by deciding who Rey's parents were? And so to simplify things, I think looking at it from the perspective of 
are her parents good, as in, you know, if she's a Kenobi, if she's a Solo, you know, like, you can lump that all together, versus is she a nobody, versus is she related to evil. So it could be Palpatine, it could be somebody else, it could be Plagueis for all we know, right? But same bucket, either good, nobody, or evil. And because you are telling this as a major part of the story of the sequel trilogy, then you would think something like that decision would have a controlling idea underneath it. So, for example, the choice of making Rey a nobody, not related to anybody in the Skywalker saga, is one that I think is a really powerful one because it speaks to the idea of the democratization of the Force, which is something that reinforces what we saw in the prequels, where we saw so many different Jedi from so many different worlds and species and all that stuff. I mean, it does echo that in a very strong way, that anybody can have this power. That's the simplest form of the idea, right? That anybody can have this power. So then you turn to the dark side situation, and it's easy to discuss because that's actually what happened in the movie, but the Palpatine thing. Then the idea is also actually very simple. It's that your family is not your destiny. Your blood relatives do not determine who you actually get to be. You get to decide who you want to be as a person in this galaxy. And that actually resonates with the original trilogy as well, because of course Leia and Luke are the children of Darth Vader, and they obviously overcame their blood relations. So, you know, with Rey, she was also raised in kind of a similar fashion, right? She was raised nowhere near her Palpatine, so she didn't have his influence on her, just like Luke and Leia didn't have Vader's influence on them. He probably would have just killed them outright anyway, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. The point is that there is actually a compelling and valid controlling idea, the idea that blood is not destiny, right? Now, looking at it from the good guy side of the equation, right? So, the Kenobi, the Solo situation, I have yet, like, in the, you know, week or so that I've been meditating on this, I have yet to come up with a compelling, controlling idea that would validate that particular decision. That's not to say that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying that it seems really easy to access for the nobody version and the evil version, but for the good version, you know, I just, I don't see where that happens. I mean, it seems to only ultimately reflect on the, the parents and the grandparents, right? The fact that if she was a Kenobi, she could have been, you know, directly related to Obi-Wan Kenobi. She didn't necessarily have to be directly related. Like, she could have been a grandniece, for example, right? Like, we don't know what Obi-Wan Kenobi had for siblings or anything like that, but maybe he had a sister or brother who, you know, eventually got married and had kids, and their kids had kids, and that would be a grandniece to Kenobi. And he would never have known because he was, you know, removed from his family and became part of the Jedi Order. So isn't that sad that you don't get to connect with your family and there's no opportunity for resolution for Obi-Wan Kenobi to have as a result of that decision? Same thing kind of goes with the Solo situation because even if she was somehow related to Ben, well, then that gets a little weird when they've done all the little romantic stuff. And yes, it's been weird before with romantic stuff with Luke and Leia, but 
they kind of know better than to set that situation up now, I think. And so they wouldn't go down that road. And even if they manage to make them, you know, relationally distant enough, then you get into the notion of, well, why didn't we hear about, you know, this relationship, you know, did Han and Kira have a kid, you know, somewhere kicking around? Is that what this is? And then isn't that sad that, you know, there was no contact, there was no knowledge, there, you know, was just tragedy about it. Like, there's no controlling idea that allows you to consider Ray's journey in the picture of the larger galaxy with her as the main character. And that's the really most important point of all, which I will get to in just a second. One more time, well, not one more time, a few more times, I'll say thank you to our friends at Audible for offering the free audiobook download and free 30-day trial through us here at Star Wars 7x7. If you go to sw7x7.com slash Audible, The Rise of Skywalker novelization, and we actually did a whole week of the show on it and interviews with Mark Thompson, who did the audiobook narration, which was a lot of fun, and I think that was the longest, uh, I've had Mark Thompson on the show before, but uh, that was the most extensive interview I've had with him, and it was great fun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you get to enjoy him and all the music and all the sound effects and all that wonderful experience stuff when you get a Star Wars audiobook with your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at sw7x7.com audible, which also helps support us here at Star Wars 7x7. So thank you very much for considering it. So the big idea out of all of this, of the biggest of the big ideas, is that Rey has to have a character arc. She is our main character. She has to have a journey that is meaningful, that matters. And the decision to make her either, you know, the, um, the hereditary line of goodness or the hereditary line of badness or the hereditary line of nothing, it matters because it defines her character arc. And so the whole notion of blood not being destiny, like that helps define her character arc, right? Being a nobody, that also helps define her character arc. But being descended from good Jedi doesn't allow her to do anything in a character arc, right? In fact, it just seems to reflect only on either prequel characters or original trilogy characters and on their experiences, and it doesn't really leave Rey anywhere to go other than to just, you know, become a full owner of her powers. Not that that's not a, you know, bad thing to be able to do, but it just, it doesn't really lift things up to the level of a kind of mythological discussion that we could have with Star Wars movies. But at least being a nobody or at least being a descendant of evil actually offers those opportunities. I personally resonate more with the nobody situation, but you know, I'd love to hear what resonates with you. So <laughs> chime in anywhere you have comments for the episode made available to you where you see this or at sw7x7.com, home base for the show and the show notes for this episode. And that is going to do it for my Inception model look at how we decide whether the decision of Ray's heritage was, you know, good, not good, makes sense, doesn't make sense, all that stuff. And I would love to hear what you think. Thank you so much for joining me for the show, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.